Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. And let's get to our guest now. Andrew Fennell is head of Greater China Sovereigns at Fitch Ratings in our Hong Kong studio to discuss Hong Kong's economy. So, Andrew, we're awaiting the GDP reports, the final one for April to June. They are not expected to be good, a Bloomberg survey showing that the city's economy may not expand at all this year. We do have this reduced quarantine, but is it really enough to turn the dial here? Hi there. Good morning. Uh, Thanks for having me. Well, we certainly don't think it's going to be sufficient. Uh, We've just knocked down our growth forecast for this year. We now see Hong Kong's economy contracting by 0.5% in 2022. uh, And we see uh, recovery next year, but really mostly on, on the base effect. And so in our view, these reduced quarantine measures, which knocks the mandatory hotel quarantine down to three days plus uh, seven days of follow-up testing are really not going to stimulate uh, tourists coming here or or business travelers, certainly short-term business travelers coming to Hong Kong. And at the same time, it was yesterday, right, that we had data on the decline in population by a record amount, more than 121,000. I think this is what? The third straight year of declines, the biggest drop in at least six decades. I mean, people are fleeing. And and what is this going to mean for the overall economy? Well, it's not particularly uplifting news. Uh, that, that's certainly true. And I would actually go as far as argue that it's worse than the headline suggests. Now, we don't have a detailed breakdown during the period of uh, data released yesterday. But what, what we do know from the recent, some of the recent census data that has been published is that if you look at the age breakdown and composition of the declines, it's overwhelmingly people in the working age population. So people below the age of 60. So what, what you have um, sort of beneath the surface is working age people leaving the city uh, and elderly people staying here. Obviously, working age people are the ones that drive growth, drive productivity. Uh, and so this, I think, in our view, is certainly not positive for medium term growth potential in Hong Kong and also is going to add to the these looming fiscal challenges uh, related to population aging that, that Hong Kong is going to be facing over the coming years. How much of all of this really threatens Hong Kong's financial hub? Well, it's all, they're all very real potential threats. Uh, I think what we're waiting for at, at, at Fitch uh, from a ratings perspective is how it all crystallizes or if it crystallizes into sort of a very tangible erosion in Hong Kong's competitiveness as a international financial hub. Uh, what we have so far from the data from HKEX is a decline in some of the financing flows and equity and debt. A lot of that, though, does seem to be short-term spillovers from the challenges we're seeing in China's economy. Uh, and, and so the inability, for example, of property developers to raise funds here in Hong Kong for quite a number of months. So I'd say 
at the moment, it's still very much an evolving story. It's something that we're going to follow. And uh, if it crystallizes into some of the risks that people are, are, are noting and that we're following, well, that could be uh, potentially negative for the rating, but it's much too early to tell. Well, you mentioned the property market. Give me a sense of your outlook for overall property, but I'm maybe more concerned with the situation as it relates to public housing and affordability. Where do you have, how do you come down on that? What's your view? Well, there's clearly a very severe housing shortages in Hong Kong. I think that's all very well documented. Uh, I think from a financial sector sustainability or uh, systemic risk perspective, we're not overly concerned at the moment, even though many people are calling or forecasting very sharp declines in, in property prices. And that's because if you look at the headline numbers, only I think one out of three people actually carry a mortgage here. So uh, they're not really having to service debt, so the rise in interest rates is not necessarily going to impact a, a, a very large uh, proportion of homeowners. And, and the second part is that when people do take on mortgages in Hong Kong, as compared to other developed markets, I mean, the equity buffers are quite substantial. So we see LTVs around 50 or 60 percent, which means there's a huge buffer for banks there uh, at the initiation of the mortgage. Uh, when we look at, at mobility, I mean, we talked about the, the brain drain, but what about the, the fact that it's been so difficult to get into the mainland too? I mean, that cross-border mobility very much impacting growth too. Yeah, these are all very real factors. I mean, Hong Kong is a small, it's a small place. Uh, it relies on mobility, uh, connectivity to the rest of the world and to the rest of the country. And all these factors are having real spillovers to activity. Uh, we, for example, have been following the consumption statistics. Sure, the, the, the voucher program that's going to be uh, already in the works, it's already been distributed and is going to be, continue to be distributed, is going to have a small boost to consumption over the coming months. Uh, but there's a base effect there, too, because there was a consumption voucher program last year. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's very hard unless there are sort of uh, very – unless there's a discontinuation of the policies that are really hampering growth here. Uh, in other words, the restrictions on mobility, the social restrictions, the cross-border mobility, uh, it's all, it's all going to be very hard to come up with a very robust outlook uh, for the Hong Kong economy. Um, Go ahead. No, finish that thought before I ask well, the next question. Well, I, I was just going to say, I mean, one analogy that sort of popped in my head last night was, I mean, I, I sort of see Hong Kong's economy kind of like a, you know, it's a, it's a very competitive runner, you know, maybe a sprinter. <laughs> and then you tell, you tell the sprinter, okay, well, you got to wear these knee pads and these shoulder pads and this helmet uh, <laughs> to protect yourself. And then, uh, you know, on, on race day, you got to wear a mask. Well, as talented as this uh, sprinter may be, uh, by the time you add all those things, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hobble their performance on the, on the race day. So that's how, sort of how we see the situation That's a great today. metaphor. Great metaphor. So we know uh, that inflation globally, I mean, it's, I guess, at different levels of intensity in different parts of the globe. But here in the States, we're dealing with pretty hot readings that have uh, kind of pushed the Fed into adopting a very hawkish stance. We know that. We know the path of the dollar recently. And we know that the Hong Kong dollar has got a peg to the U.S. dollar. Is there going to be a great deal of stress for the monetary authority, do you think, to defend the currency going forward? Uh, we don't really think so. Uh, to be honest, there's quite a lot of financial buffers in Hong Kong at the moment. There, 
for example, the, the authorities do have to depend, defend the, the peg at the stated convertibility band. It's trading near that. They have had to intervene. Uh, but the buffers that the Hong Kong authorities have to defend that peg are, are, are very substantial. And so we don't really see that as a threat uh, to the peg in any way. Uh, what it is going to do gradually is increase local interest rates because of the mechanism uh, that, uh, you know, you, you reduce the aggregate balance when you intervene uh, to, to keep the peg within the certain band. And so yeah. that, that tightens liquidity um, here in the city. Andrew, great to have you on. Love that analogy too. Andrew Fennell is head of Greater China Sovereigns at Fitch Ratings with us in our Hong Kong studio as we look ahead to the revised GDP print from Hong Kong later this afternoon, local time. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.